When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Drozd. I'm lucky in that this Sunday, November 8th, 2015, as I check in on this Thunder Punch Daily microcast, I'm, I'm uh, acknowledging my fortune in that I have a day to focus on doing mostly physical tasks rather than creative or artistic tasks. And the reason I'm grateful for this is that uh, I am really tired. I'm really tired. And um, I'm sure it's coming across in my voice right now. And I think rather than fight it, I'd like to talk about it a little bit, and hopefully in a useful, useful way, uh, and not a, not a gripey way, and not a uh, bragging way. Uh, because as I thought about it, I thought about being tired. I thought, like you know, well, you know, you've been you've been working hard, Jers, but you know, like, do you really want to do an essay on how burnt out and worn out you're feeling lately? Because is that really going to be of help to anybody? And I thought, well, okay, where's that resistance coming from? Why do, why do we resist this thing? And I thought, well, okay, like I, I sort of just named them now, you know, like often it can come across as whining or complaining. I mean, after all, everybody's got problems. And uh, very few of us, really want to make our problems somebody else's problems, right? Um, you know, but but at the same time, we like to let it out. We got to like let off some steam every once in a while or just express how we're feeling, right? But we all, I think a lot of us worry about, you know, coming across as not having any kind of um, point to it other than saying like, this is hard, right? <laughs> it is hard, it is. It's super hard. And we all know it, you know. Um, the other point that, that that makes me feel, me personally feel resistance to talking about, you know, when I'm feeling like a little bit overworked or burnt out, is that it can, unless you're careful about your words, it can come across as glamorizing being overworked, right? Look at Look at how little sleep I got, right? And while that can be a funny joke, especially when you're dealing with the situation, um... I get nervous about the notion of, of you know, bright, like when, when young people ask me when I do school visits or in my classrooms and they say, like, how long does a page of art take you? And I'll tell them, you know, I'll say, like, well, this particular page maybe took 15 hours. This one took eight. And the kids go, oh, that's a long time. I'm like, yeah, it is. But let's 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 change the narrative here. And let's say, like, how much fun did I have working on that? That was eight hours of fun. Right. That was 15 hours of having a really good time. All right, now it changes the whole perspective of the thing, right? Because, yeah, and it is hard work, and I do, I thank my students every day by saying thank you for your hard work today to emphasize the fact that this isn't about God-given talent, but this is about effort that they're putting into the thing. But I also want the effort to be something that's a joyful experience and nothing where anybody gets to flex their muscles more than anybody else, right? Because it also, another thing to consider is this thing is, it's harder for some people than other people. Right. There is as much as I don't like the word talent, there is a natural disposition or or, you know, there's a whole like lifelong. Uh, everybody's lives have different uh, experiences. 
right? Some people had zero support exploring the arts. Some people had a lot of support exploring the arts. Some people grew up in creative households. Some people didn't. You know, there's a lot of different factors there, and you can't judge everybody on the same scale when it comes to that kind of thing. Anyway, whole other side note. But it, what I'm pointing to is why I tr I feel a little bit of resistance in talking about this. Um, and I'm going to in about a minute talk about how I think about why we can talk about this in a useful way, how we can talk about this in a useful way. Because two, two more points on this of why I'm even bringing up the poll tired thing is uh, I don't think straight when I'm tired. I don't think straight and I don't feel like I'm reacting to situations in an optimal way. You know, I, I just went through uh, another week of teaching last week. I taught four classes and while I feel like I probably did as good a job as I could with the resources I had and with the situations that I was presented, I don't feel like I did an awesome job at it. Like there are days when I teach and I walk out and I'm like, this kid knows what he's doing and that felt great. You know, I handled those situations pretty effectively. I gave the kids the resources they needed. You know, I, I saw a kid like light up a little bit more about comics. Um, you know, I, there are days when I feel really good about. It. Last week was a week where I was like, "Well, you did what you you did what you could." That is an okay place to be, but it's not an awesome place to be, right? And it's because, like, when you're really tired and when you're kind of spread thin and when you're operating at capacity for a long stretch of time and you're not allowing yourself the time to recharge your batteries, you don't think all that clearly and you don't respond to things as effectively as you would like to. At least me. I can only talk about myself in this situation, but I've heard other people say this, say similar things. You know, we talk about burnout a lot in the in the creative arts, and I've been interestingly, and this is probably just me noticing it because I'm feeling it, but I've been noticing a lot of posts lately from friends talking about different degrees of burnout and dealing with burnout. Right? Uh, burnout makes you it makes solving creative problems a little bit harder because uh, you know you got to sort of like the the spin up to thinking creatively is a little bit steeper, right? Uh, and operating at capacity for a long time does feel good. You feel effective. You feel, you know, efficient. Um, but just like any machine, you know, you do need to recharge the batteries every once in a while. You do need a period of rest and you do need, and, and while rest may not feel efficient sometimes, rest in, you know, going for a walk, being in, sitting in solitude for a little while, doing something, you know, physical. Like, like for instance, on my list today, I'm going to clean out some of the office space in my uh, my office area. I'm going to do some laundry. <laughs> I'm going to fold clothes. Oh my god, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and some other housekeeping stuff. And then I'm going to, you know, maybe do a little bit of my Trello board setup for the week ahead. Uh, but all these things are like not very creative tasks, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because uh, get that kind of like giving my mind a chance to reset and giving my mind a chance to process all the stuff I've been doing instead of just reacting to stuff all the time. Um, it, at least for me, it's extremely necessary and uh, I haven't been allowing it in my life. So then to conclude, so as not to over, you know, overburden this, this episode with a lot of somnambulist talk of uh, being exhausted how can we talk about this in a useful way? Well, why talk about this? Like, how can we structure this in some kind of a useful way? You know, the, the first thing I thought of was like, you know, 
sharing recovery strategies. Because if this is something I'm experiencing, it's a, it's a fair bet that other people experience this from time to time, feeling over, overwrought and a little bit worn down. So how do you recover? Right? How, what are some ways that you get back, re- reset yourself, recharge your batteries, besides just like sleep for a day? You know, Well, that can be a way to do it. I mean, I, I know when I'm working long stints, um, like working a lot of like 16-hour days and so on. And again, see, I hate even putting a number on it because that makes it sound like, oh, look at how little sleep I got, when that's not the point. That's just to give you a sense of like when I say a lot of work, that's what I'm talking about is working 16 hours a, a day. Uh, you know, being at the boards, um, sleeping for a whole day sometimes is terrific. You know, like, <laughs> like, I, like I joke about it with some of my uh, oldest friends. We talk about like, oh, we're having second womb days. You know, it's like I'm going to lay in bed. I'm going to eat a lot and I'm going to sleep a lot. You know, I'm going to be like second infancy for like a day, you know, just to like reset my batteries. But, 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 uh, Sometimes that can just make me feel even more panicked when I get back into what I've got ahead of me for the next week because I haven't reset myself in any way other than like sort of like replenishing my body's supply of energy. Uh, I haven't done anything to really reset my mind so I can attend to things with more attention. So when I say recovery strategies, sometimes I'm talking about like ways to give my brain a rest so that it can attend to tomorrow's activities with a greater focus and intention. Right. And for me, I mean, a lot of it really boils down to going for walks, long walks, and I'll do it in the middle of the day. And this is one of those things for me where it feels like I'm playing hooky or it feels like I'm avoiding responsibility. And I really have to, you know, talk myself into it like, no, 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 you really need this right now. This isn't about you trying to, like, you know, deal with what Pressfield called the resistance of work. Like, oh, this looks like an unpleasant task and I want to do it and I'm going to go for a walk. No, this is you resetting your batteries. And the trick is to know the difference between... like one of, And that's when, why I track things with my emergent task planners. I try to capture some qualitative data sometimes. It's like, went for a walk. And I'll put why. Uh, like, and like if it's like, I'll look at the task right before or the, where that task I take on right after. And if it's one where I like had like a lot of unpleasant feelings toward, okay, maybe I went for that walk because of the resistance. Other times will be like walk, recharge, right? And like I was forcing myself to go for a walk to recharge my batteries. Um, I'm actually thinking about taking up meditation again, um, just sitting in quiet, quiet uh, concentration and breathing for 20 minutes at a whack because I think that would also help a lot. But another one that I do is like I was saying, like is, uh, cleaning, laundry, dishes, anything that's like repetitive, something I do with my hands, um, something I can do in silence. Although sometimes I'll listen to music, but that's a dangerous one too because sometimes music will trigger up memory or trigger up different kinds of thoughts and it'll get my brain working too hard when I really just need to like let that subconscious do its stuff and parsing through my day. Uh, and then when I talk about recovery strategies, what are the signals that I need a recovery strategy? Because sometimes sometimes you're just tired because you just feel like a little under the weather, you know, uh, just like a general sense of like uh, just not feeling awesome. Um. So a signal for me that I look for is stress nightmares, for me at least. And like I've been having like some really bad dreams lately. As a matter of fact, I captured one of my ETP, <laughs> which this is one of those ones where it doesn't sound all that bad, like when you write it down. But then like when you think about it, or like in the context of the dream, it was terrifying. It was like, uh, I had a dream about giant frogs eating people. You know, it's like I was in like this um, one of those zoo parks where you can drive through in a car, which I've never been to myself, but I've seen them in movies. You know, you're in a car and you're driving through the zoo. And then uh, 
Ann and I are looking up ahead and we see like a giant frog kind of peek its head out of the woods and there's a couple in a car ahead of us and the uh, frog does the tongue thing and slaps its tongue in the car and it's pulling the car into its mouth and I looked at Ann like, we gotta get out of here and then I woke up, you know. Um, very, very upsetting dream and like when I start having more than a couple of those, I'm like, all right, something's wrong. I need to reset. What's another reason? What's another way to talk about this in a useful way? Um, and I think this has kind of been a, sort of a sub-theme operating throughout this whole episode is the whole idea of being more open and honest about dealing with the narrative that we tell ourselves in order to cope with situations, right? Is what Rob and I talk about a lot in the Lean the Tart cast, uh, narrative bias. After the fact, we can tell ourselves any number of stories to explain why we went through what we went through. Or like, you know, people say, like, everything happens for a reason. And that's, like our brains love that. Our brains love finding the reason why it happened, right? Like just just because, and I say this in my classrooms, you can't just say just because it's not an answer, right? Uh, and that's that's for a whole different reason. But, you know, it points to the fact that our brains love reasons, right? Um, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. That's often a very useful way of coping with things or or finding beautiful story ideas right like 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 the, one of the reasons i find religion and folklore so fascinating is a lot of it is that narrative bias like why do bad things happen to good people okay well some really interesting and intelligent people chomped on that idea for thousands of years and have come up with any number of explanations and some of which can be extraordinarily beautiful and poetic right but in a day-to-day situation um, I think it's an important thing to remind ourselves to check that narrative and ask ourselves whether we're working so hard and pushing ourselves so hard because we're uh, con- you know, uh, buying into a narrative or whether we're doing it because it's what's necessary for the time and we're operating with the necessary attention toward it. Right? Uh, in other words, are we doing this because you just work hard, that's all, kid? And working hard is good and taking a break is for is for losers and for sucks and for wimps, right? Uh, or are we doing it because I've structured things in such a way where I, I need to plow through this, but upon finishing this, I'm going to reevaluate the way I stacked up my, my week or my month or my project and I'm going to reassess it in a way where maybe I can uh, allow for uh, downtime and periods of resetting, right? Um, the, the narrative that we tell ourselves uh, changes the way that we engage with it. So f- for me personally, one of the things I'm doing and when I mentioned my to-do list today was that Trello board, right? I said, I'm going to set up my Trello board for the week. And one of the things I'm doing is I'm going to try to move things around on the weekly schedule so as to allow for, you know, breathing time, uh, Leave in time for self-care. Leave in time for going for walks or running or meditating so that I'm not burning myself out and I'm not feeling like I'm constantly operating at that 100% capacity, which does feel good until it doesn't feel good, right? And when it doesn't feel good, it feels really bad. So, um, yeah, being tired, it's not a bad thing as long as you address it, right? Um, But it's it's not an awesome thing either. So, who am I? I'm Jersey Drozd. Comicsagreat.com, boulderandfleet.com, Jersey on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to be off the grid today. You can follow me at all those different places and read all the stuff that I do, but I'm, I'm going to go do some dishes 
and do some laundry and fold some clothes and let my brain sort of like settle for a while. But at the same time, if you have any recovery strategies for getting out of that funk and, you know, resetting yourself and giving your, giving your body something to do while your brain processes this, this junk, I'd love to hear it. Uh, and you can at tweet me. I'm at Jersey on Twitter. Uh, I'm also on Google+. Plus. Uh, I think those are the two best places to get in touch with me. Uh, I do hang out on Facebook every once in a while, but not nearly as much as the other places. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. And until then, remember, everybody. Hi, today we met some people who had slept for over 200 years. Well, we don't need that much sleep, but it is important to get enough sleep. So here's some things to remember. Don't eat a lot before going to bed. A glass of milk or a piece of fruit makes a good bedtime snack. Try to go to bed at the same time every night and avoid any exercise or excitement before going to bed. Well, good night. Oh, good night, Cringer. <laughs>